Hello, and welcome to the Responsive Family Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hawley, holistic sleep coach, lactation consultant, peaceful parenting educator, and mom. If you've ever felt overwhelmed by all the conflicting sleep info, frustrated with sleep information that just plain felt wrong, or searched desperately for a truly gentle and responsive sleep approach, then you are in the right place. In each episode, we'll be answering your most pressing baby and toddler sleep questions, busting those sleep myths, and helping you understand truly developmental, biologically normal baby and toddler sleep plus encouraging you to trust your intuition along the way. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode. Today's topic is actually inspired by a conversation I had with clients of mine recently. And I thought, you know, this would make a really good episode. And that's talking about making time to connect as a couple. And really all of these ideas you could apply to making time to connect with yourself and having time to yourself as well for the most part. But we're going to focus on couple time. And I want to start off with challenging the way that we think about having time together. So often it looks like this, right? I need a quick and efficient bedtime. I need my baby to give me at least a few hours that they are definitely going to sleep independently so that I can have time to connect with my partner, to relax, to to do stuff. And that's not unreasonable for a lot of babies, right, to expect that. And for some babies, uh, that's a long road to work towards that. And they, they really, really struggle with that. So I want to first say that it's, it's totally reasonable to want to work on this. I support a lot of parents to work on getting a few hours at the beginning of the night that they can do their own stuff, right? And that's, that's totally, totally valid. However, when we put all our eggs in that basket, we miss out on a lot of opportunities to connect and have time to ourselves in other ways. And so we are so programmed to say, oh my gosh, the time to connect as a couple is after baby's in bed, right? And they need to be able to be independent so that I can do that. We're so programmed to look at it that way that we just miss so many other opportunities and we put a lot of pressure on that one piece of sleep. And I like to think of things from lots of different angles. So, well, that's a valid thing to work on. And let's also think about how many other ways can you focus on connection um, and time together that aren't those first few hours of the night, right? Because in theory, it is a valid time to work on. Sleep pressure is high. You know, baby's got a lot of oomph behind their need for sleep. And so it is a really valid time to start working on more independence but some babies are just not there yet and that's okay. Or some people are like me. I don't want to stay up hours after my kids went to sleep. Um, I still don't, (laughs) to be really honest, but my oldest was a bit of a night owl and I am a morning person. And so I was like, okay, you go to sleep. I'm going to sleep, kiddo. Um, So there are also other reasons why that might not be your best time to, to connect. So first thing I want you to think about is all the small ways that you connect on a regular basis. And when you're juggling work and childcare and tired and learning all the new things that you do with, with being a new parent and it's constantly changing, sometimes we just 
kind of slip into logistics mode and we don't think about all the ways that we can just connect. And while that isn't time on your own, it is important. It is a foundation and it is the way that we know what's going on with our partner, right? And what I mean by this is just the small moments where they're sending a bid for your attention and you're responding. And a bid is is a term used by the Gottmans or these big relationship experts. But the idea is if I'm sitting over dinner with my husband and, you know, I've been reading a book I really like and I want to tell him about it and he really doesn't care. I mean, he does because he cares about me, but like, that's not his thing. He doesn't care what, you know, like British rom-com I'm reading, um, but he listened and asked some questions, right? And, and same goes for me, you know, asking what video game, computer game him and his friends are playing that I don't really care about at all because I don't enjoy anything in that genre, but he cares. So I care because I want to hear about what he's enjoying spending his bits of free time. So that's one example. But it's also just the little ways that we stop and we appreciate hearing about each other's days. Um, we, we hear about each other's experiences as a parent. And we just seize those moments to connect, right? We seize those moments to learn about each other's inner world and ask questions and just remember, hey, this is this awesome, complex person that I'm in a relationship with, that I'm parenting with, who is a parent and I want to hear about their parenting experience and also is this full person and I want to hear about some of the other areas of their life, just in small ways that we we do throughout the, the day. And going hand in, at, hand in hand with that, it's just small, like physical touch, connection, right? Touching each other as you walk by, finding time to sit together and snuggle as a family with baby, without baby, right? Just those little ways that we can sneak in those moments of, of connection, both emotional connection and physical connection. Now, that is kind of our foundation, right? If we do that, we're going to feel like we have a strong friendship, like we're connecting, like we understand each other. And that's really important. And we can find ways to have longer periods, maybe less interrupted by baby that aren't bedtime as well. And I like to think of what parts of the day is your child most content, right? Maybe they play really well on their play mats or if they're older with whatever task (laughs) skill they're managing to learn on their own in the morning. So maybe on the weekends at least, or if you have time during the week before work, you say, okay, we're going to sit down and have coffee while our little one plays. My daughter woke up really early as a baby and like 5, 5.30. And I was fine. I'm a morning person. My husband is not a morning person, but he you know, and I got into the habit of getting up and having coffee together when she woke up. And if she was still asleep when we were normally getting up, I'd scoop her up as a baby and she would just continue sleeping in my lap. And obviously I'm lucky that she was able to do that. And if she woke up, she'd nurse or she would be pretty content hanging with us. And so while she was there, we were still able to get a lot of quality check-in time together. So we'd have our coffee, we might listen to the news, we might, you know, chat about what's going on on the news and see about our days. What what, what do we need to be checking in about? And I didn't really process how helpful this time was 
until the pandemic and we stopped doing it in 2020 because, you know, everything was all turned upside down and out of sorts. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, we used to do this. It was great. And we started doing it again. And even with our kids home all the time, underfoot all the time, you know, trying to parent and virtual school and me run a business and, and him work remotely, reclaiming that made it, it made a really huge difference. So we can find times where our kiddo is more content, maybe needs a little less parent directed or interacted interacted play or we can seize things like the last half hour of sleep if they'll stay asleep or a nap right set yourself up if you have a baby that will let you chat during a nap set yourself up to watch a show or have a conversation listen to a podcast together when your baby is sleeping if they are a kind of kiddo that won't be woken up by that sound another way that you can find time to connect is walking dates or walking a couple of time. Because most babies, if you're baby wearing or if they like their stroller, will be pretty content for either a walking nap or a walking time when they're maybe more awake and, and interested in looking around. And so that can be a really lovely time to connect and have a conversation. On the move, everyone gets fresh air and it's really great. Now, those are all great, right? It I feel like I'm saying great a lot in this episode, but uh, we think of small moments to connect. We think of times when our baby is more content or when they will sleep (laughs) while we are connecting. And I mean, the flip side is also some babies will fall asleep downstairs and let you chat with them sleeping with you. And then you take them up to bed when when you go up to bed, right? That is a thing that can work for some babies. But What about actual time on your own? I hear this a lot with families stressing about how are we ever going to have a date night again because we're so concerned that like no one else can put our baby to sleep. Like with the other ideas we've been talking about, we just need to think outside the box. You can have a date at any time, right? So you can have a brunch date, a lunch date, an afternoon date. You can have a really early dinner date and go get dinner at five o'clock. My husband and I have been known to do that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you can pick a time where it's easier for someone else to watch your kiddo and have a date at those times. And yes, maybe that's childcare. Maybe that's swapping with some other parent friends. Maybe that's family. But there's lots of times that you can make a regular date time without sort of that stress and pressure and anxiety around bedtime. And what's that going to do to nighttime sleep? So along with all of these ideas that I've been chatting through with you, I just want to share two things I think are really, really helpful um, as far as connection goes. One is making sure each day you set aside a little bit of time just to chat about your day, right? And this really connects back to that first idea of moments of connection and understanding what's going on with your little one, but just ritualizing that so that you are able to check in and and know what's happening and it becomes a habit. And the other piece is ritualizing a weekly check-in, which is more about logistics, right? So do we, does the baby have a pediatrician checkup or I have a late meeting this day um, or I have to go in early or can you pick up from daycare when I normally do because I have a client or, you know, just that kind of stuff so that you don't feel like you're scrambling to communicate those things. Where we can de-stress something and make it less stressful, it makes it easier to connect, right? Because stress and feeling 
frazzled and pulled in a million directions and like we don't have enough time, which, you know, is a lot of parents, it makes it hard to pause and connect and notice when your partner is wanting to connect with you. And so if we can set aside uh, time on a regular basis to check in with each other's just general experience, but also a regular time to handle logistics, then we're just going to have a lot more capacity to connect. So there's so much more we could talk about on this topic, right? There's so many different ways that we connect and stay connected as parents of young children, particularly parents of intense, sensitive, kind of Velcro orchid babies. But I hope this episode gives you some ideas of things to try or things to lean into a bit more, maybe that you're already doing. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode left you feeling more informed, confident, and encouraged on your sleep journey. And just a reminder before you go that nothing in this episode is individualized to your specific sleep situation, nor is it to be taken as medical advice. Take what resonates, ignore what doesn't, and check with your healthcare provider about any medical concerns. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. And take a moment to rate, review, or share an episode you love on social media. All of that helps parents just like you find me, this podcast, and this gentle and responsive sleep information. I'll see you next time.